Welcome to Life Begins at 40, the podcast for songwriters aged 40 plus. Here we'll be sharing stories from, shall we say, more mature songwriters, plotting their musical journey and hopefully listening to some new and unique music along the way. All genres are welcome and if you'd like to be featured on the podcast, Email life begins at 40, that's life begins at F-O-R-T-E, at protonmail.com. That's life begins at 40, spelt F-O-R-T-E, at protonmail.com. written by me, your host, Andrea Hardacre, for my band, The Stolen Bows. The band is made up of myself and guitarist and singer-songwriter Kathy Crabtree, and we've been playing together for almost three years, give or take a lockdown or two. Within a year of forming, we found we were getting invited to take part in paid gigs around pubs and venues throughout Yorkshire. We started off playing cover songs of Americana bands such as First Aid Kit and the Be Good Tanya's. But as time went on, we developed an interest in writing our own songs and gradually worked up the courage to share them live. Personally speaking, I came to songwriting late in life. I joined my first band age 47 and later left to form a duo with Cathy. I play various musical instruments, the main one being piano, and during the first year of our practice I wrote a couple of experimental songs. Later, when the pandemic hit and the world fell still and silent, I decided to liven things up by picking up a banjo. The Southern Line, featured today, was the result. We're the Stolen Bows, aren't we? We are, yes. And it's about three years, we reckon, we've been together. It is, is yes, because we met up again in the Woolpack, didn't we? We'd known each other previously, but then met again in the music studio. Yeah, so so that was two different music facilities we met in, wasn't it? I think the first one was, oh, at least ten years ago. And we always said that we would sing together, but... Um, our children were little at the time and I think time was, you know, time was short, wasn't it? We, yes, absolutely. So um, we never got round to it and then you walked in one day and I couldn't even remember your name. It was so embarrassing. And I think at the time I was playing in a different band and I think you were too, actually. Yes, I was,
So how old were you when you formed your first band? Well, I was 14 when I started learning guitar and my sister bought a drum kit and so we used to just jam together and started writing songs and things. So, yeah, from quite a young age, really. Right, so you kind of ploughed right into writing your own songs quite early on then, did you? We did, yeah. We were really into rock music and UFO was our favourite band, so they were, like... (laughs) (laughs) They um, inspired us, really, to write music and stuff like that. So what kind of genre did you fit into at that time? Yeah, definitely rock. Yeah. Yeah. And um, can you remember the first song you wrote? Can you remember how you went about it? Oh gosh, now you're asking. Because I I used to write the the tunes, the sort of melodies, and my sister would write the lyrics. So I'm trying to remember that, yeah, there were all sorts of stuff, really. So So you were the original first aid kit then? (laughs) started out isn't it we started out by doing some cover versions for yes. our band um, and unlike you I hadn't been in a band before always wanted to um, and joined very late I think I must have been about 46 when I joined um, a band in Otley and um, when you came along I was kind of getting to the stage where I wanted something fresh and different um, and I wanted to be able to sort of choose the music that I was playing um, and I remember you said to me oh you know you'd love to first take it and I was thinking oh, I've never heard of them and then you sent me the song and I thought yeah I know them <laughs> I have been <laughs> listening to them for a while but I'm really bad with names So yeah, it, it just clicked. I think was it Emmy Lou that we yes, did I first? Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, and um, from there, we just sort of gradually built up a a sort of um, set of songs, didn't we? I think the first time you came to play, I think you came back the following day. Is that right? Yes, I remember you saying, oh, I've had so much fun, it was brilliant. I said, me too. And he said, should we do it all again tomorrow? And I said, why not? Yeah, let's do it. And we did. <laughs> so we were a wee bit obsessed and we, we did our first gig early on, didn't we? I think we'd only been together for about a month. Um, and we went to this pub in Ilkley in West Yorkshire. We went; it was like a, a wine cellar. Um, it was quite tight on space, wasn't it? But yeah. um, I think we might have earned some money. Actually, did that? Was yes. it a hat that went round? Yeah, they did definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that was our first paid gig. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and from there, that first year we were together just took off, didn't it? It did. So 
So we played all over the place and um, gradually built up the amount of instruments we were playing and um, built up our set. And that took us right up towards lockdown. And I think the last gig we did before lockdown was um, our first piano gig, wasn't it? It was, Um, Because I'd had a bit of nerves about the piano and I was determined to get over them, seeing as it's my main instrument, and and we kind of went for it. Um, But I think the summer before that was when I first wrote a song. Um, so I would have been 48. I got a new instrument. It was um baritone um, ukulele. And suddenly songs just, I think I wrote three in a three in a row. They just came out and we started to perform them as well. Yeah. Um, but I think during lockdown, both of us did a bit of songwriting, didn't we? And we kind of started to think about the band a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, so tell me about what, what how your journey went then. How was it was it different for you when you were writing songs as an older woman to what it was when you were younger? Yeah, definitely. Because when we were younger, we just thought we were so cool and everything, <laughs> being in this girl band and and all that sort of stuff. So just songs, you know, we just did them and we thought we were great playing them live. We didn't really worry too much. But I think as an older person. Um, that critical voice kicks in and says, oh, that's clichéd, or that doesn't sound very good, or you could do that better, and, you know, and there's all that to contend with, really. I think that's the difference now that I get that critical voice sometimes but I'm learning strategies to manage it and still keep writing anyway and just think well I'm doing it for me it's cathartic it's therapeutic I love doing it It makes me feel good and if people like it then great but if they don't I'm doing it for me so that's the sort of attitude I'm trying to have when I'm writing songs now. What's your strategy for writing a song? Do you start with the chords or do you start with the lyrics? How does it work for you? Yeah, it could be either really. I find the melody easier. Um, so quite often it will be the melody that I get to first. But but sometimes if I'm in a place and that just sort of evokes some um, sort of words or something. Like I remember I'd spent um, a night in Robin Hood's Bay and I sat in the beer garden and this the view was you know, beautiful. I was watching the sunset and I got a glass of wine and, and then the moon came up and it was absolutely stunning, full moon and then it went pitch black and it was beautiful and, and I just started free writing really what I could see and jotted loads of things down and eventually made that into a piano song. writing you were just writing down whatever came to you and then you maybe chose bits of it that you felt worked with the song yes yeah yeah, so what I could hear what I could see um how it made me feel and and all of that really just describing the whole scene did the wine help definitely absolutely (laughs) the critical voice had gone out of the window because the wine and just kept rolling the wine more and more
So when lockdown came, you kind of expanded on that. I think you did a, a short course in lockdown, didn't you? Um, with the Woolpack Studios in, in Otley again. Yeah. Uh, that's the place that we met. Yeah. Um, and they do all sorts of musical events. They It's a studio where you can go and record and they teach music. Um, and I think they did a, a songwriting course. Can you tell us a bit about that and what you, what you learned from it? Yes, well, it was really good, actually, because there were a group of us. It was all online, and they wanted us to write a song, you know, for the course. So it made me do it, actually, because I knew I had things to show each week. We had to, you know, present certain stuff. And um, they gave us tips on the music side of things and how to make it more interesting. And, and also with, you know, writing some songs and things and saying things like, you know, find your passion and, and find what it, what it is that you can write there and just sort of free write around it, which is what I started doing. And you also learnt about the, the circle of fifths, which is like a family of chords, isn't it, basically, yes, that go is. together yeah. um, to... To make songs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I hadn't realised that's what I've been doing when I was writing music myself, but it was helpful because it then gave you ideas on how to do a bridge. Yeah. You know, with slightly different chords. So, so to take yeah. it in a slightly different direction yeah. and then bring it back again. Mm-hmm. So the, the kind of style of our band is slightly country, sort of folky Americana, isn't it? Yes. And um, you've very much developed that style in your songwriting this year. Um, you know, has it has it been a bit of a journey for you, do you think, just from when you started off writing songs to now? Oh, absolutely, yeah, from going from rock with my sister to, to then when I started to feel passionate about the environment and stuff and... Um, and I wrote a song about developers, really, that were trying to build on all the fields around where I live. And, and so that really got to me. And I just, you know, started writing a song about that. And I wrote two songs around that on piano. So what do you prefer, writing on piano or guitar? Because I find that, like for me, I, it was the banjo I took up during lockdown. And one of the songs that we've heard today was written on that. And I, I've never played a banjo before, so it was just getting used to the instrument, finding the chords, and I quite like the newness of an instrument because it brings something new to my mind. I don't know why. It feels yes. easier to write a song mm. on an instrument I'm not that familiar with. Uh, what do you find with between guitar and piano? What What do you think is easier? Yeah, so I started writing my piano songs again in the lockdown, really, um, and they're a lot more melodic, slower, and we don't play them in the band, actually, do we? We're, no. They're just, I don't know. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I did find just using the piano instead of the guitar for a while made me write different sort of songs. And then, you know, I wanted to be influenced more by first aid kit and all the country sort of scene. So I just thought, well, have a go, <laughs> try writing a country song. So, so that's what I try and do. And it's just getting better and better, isn't oh, it? <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so, you know, I was thinking, Bruce Springsteen said, um, a three, you could learn more from a three minute song than you ever could at school. Um, so I, I wondered what you thought of that, you know, that statement, whether you agree with it or not. And also, what you, you know, what kind of songs have really inspired you? What songs have really taught you something about life, maybe? Mm, yeah, 
it's a good interesting quote really I don't know about that but um but definitely some spot songs can really speak to you can't they like at a certain time in your life or a certain place that you're at some songs can just somehow speak for you and just really get to you on a deep level and I suppose the I've got lots of favourite songs, but um, when I was going through a difficult patch myself, Silver Lining by First Take, it was really inspiring and helped me keep upbeat and looking, you know, sort of on a positive way at my experience and helping me get through things. So, so yeah. So it's it's the emotion as well in a song. I think that really can get to you, can't it? I think yes, that's what absolutely. I suppose that's what we're all trying to do. Whether we're trying to make somebody smile or or make somebody reflect on something. Yeah. Um. But your new song, Gold Dust Coast, that certainly does that, doesn't it? We <laughs> we played it for the first time today together. Yeah, we did. Um. But you've been writing over Christmas. You've been very busy, which is making me feel quite lazy. <laughs> <laughs> And again, it's a very emotive song. I think it's it's a beautiful song. Tell us a little bit about that. You yeah. mean, I mean, you were in tears today when we were playing it. <laughs> I was when you're adding the fiddle to it. I thought, oh, oh I'm going to cry. Um, so this, I was watching a program. I love Cornwall, as you know. I absolutely adore it. And um, I was writing. Um, sorry, I was watching a program on TV about the fishermen in Cornwall. It was like a series. And there was one um, where they were talking about a place called Hale, which is just outside St Ives in Cornwall. And they were saying how these developers had bought the whole port and the fishermen had to try and negotiate to try and get space in that port for them to be able to carry on with their fishing and all this. And just some of the, the things the fishermen were saying, I really felt for them and I was feeling really angry towards these developers, you know, just in trust and everything. And... And it just really got to me and some of the things they were saying, it was really powerful. So I just started jotting it down. I thought I could write a song about this because I'm getting so worked up about it. used a lot of their words in my song and so yeah that's, that's, a, that's an incredible I mean what an original way to go about something as well you actually took down phrases that you heard them say yeah and obviously they must have really resonated with you definitely um, yeah. and you've turned that into your song going to dedicate it to them yeah it's like giving them a voice I know they had a voice through the TV obviously in the programme but I don't know it it really got to me that I just thought you know they need to carry on living their lives okay you you might want to develop the whole thing but you need to respect the people that live there and they're going to get priced out of the market and not be able to stay it's just it doesn't seem right you've managed to make something really positive out of that and also that could reach other people and inform them 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what what kind of tips would you give to other songwriters? I mean, is there a, a, a way that you find easier to write a song? Or do you think they're all difficult? Are there some songs that you've worked on for months to get together? Or do they come together quite quickly? How do you, how do you feel about the whole process? Um, I do find it easier if words come to me first. I, I, I definitely do. You know, if I'm inspired by something or something makes me feel emotional and angry or upset or whatever. So you fit those words. I'm, I'm interested, actually, mm. from a personal point of view, because yeah. I'm the opposite. I, I tend to find a melody and then make the words fit the melody. And I, I wonder sometimes if that's why I'm struggling, because it's it's not always easy to, to get that to fit. Um, how do you how do you find that whole process of getting yeah. things to fit within a certain phrase? Yeah, it is it is tricky, and that's why I found that if I can get the words first, it works better for me. But before I was trying to do what you were doing as well, and yeah, and you know, scratching around for words and thinking, you know, I'm getting stuck and all this. So. In fact, one of my songs that I wrote recently, my sister's actually written the second verse for me because I got totally stuck. <laughs> well, it's great still to have your sister involved. Yeah, true. Um, so, you know, it's, I think it's lovely that you've had that partnership and that history behind you as well. Yeah, true. Um, are we gigging more now than you gigged when you were a teenager? I'm not sure. I've never asked you that before. Mm, yeah, I think we are. When we got really busy, yeah, definitely with all the open mics and the gigs as well, yeah. And the festivals that we've done yeah. Okay, so we're going to leave you today with Kathy's new song, which is called Gold Dust Coast. Um, Thank you very much, Kathy, and I'm sure we'll speak again on the podcast. Yeah, lovely. Thanks, Andrea. You've been listening to the Stolen Bows chatting about songwriting and sharing some of their work, including The Southern Line, No Looking Back, Atlantic Highway, and Gold Dust Coast. If you'd like to appear on the podcast, Email Andrea at lifebeginsat40, spelt F-O-R-T-E, at protonmail.com. In the next episode of Life Begins at 40, I'll be chatting with singer-songwriter Saskia Griffiths-Moore, who set up a competition for songwriters over the age of 50 called Talent is Timeless. See you then.